So as you see, as Marty said, I do have my apron on, and I am going to feed you this morning, not with uh, food for your body, but food for your soul, I hope. And this picture that I'm going to show you is an illustration of God as the potter, and we are the clay, and he uses the potter's wheel to get us whipped into shape, so to speak. We may think that our lives are in the hands of some invisible force or blind fate, but they are not. They're in the hands of God, our potter. He says, I am your father, and you are the clay, and he is the potter, and we are the work of his hands. And so he is our creator. He has personal concern, and he is trying to develop us into something of use for the kingdom of God. So I want to show you this. It says in Genesis 2-7 that God formed man from the dust of the earth, and breathed into him the breath of life, and man became a living being. So this is what we're made out of. If you can just imagine God just pulled in the dust of the earth, and when he breathed into it, it's as if the breath of God, that dust and deity, uh, become a human being. And it says that we are made in the image of God, which we're different than other animals. We're different than the other creation that God made. Uh, we, we long for things, we desire, we reason things on a higher level. We have the characteristics of God. We, we can love and we can show mercy. And, but mainly, I see it is that God made us in his image so that we can have the capability to have a relationship with him like he desires. And so we've got to be made like him. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have that kind of relationship and he wanted us to have that kind of relationship. But when you think about it, if you were forced to have a relationship, that's not a real relationship. That's not love. So how did God test us in that? How did he see if we truly wanted to have a relationship with him? Well, he did it by putting a tree in the garden and says, I don't want you to touch that tree because if you do, you will die. Sin will enter, and our uh, relationship will be separated. So he put that in the garden, but he, he did say God formed, and that word formed is actually what I'm doing here. So it means to fashion, to make. It, it coincides with creation. So God formed man from the dust of the earth. The word formed is the Hebrew word yatsar. And it means to squeeze into shape, like what I'm doing here. I'm squeezing it into shape. I'm causing it to be what I want it to be. When a potter starts out, he knows exactly what he wants this vessel to be. He doesn't just throw a lump of clay on here and say, well, let's just see what it turns out to be. He knows what it's going to be. And as you see in a little while, I'm going to show you different types of clay, just like our heart, that makes this process productive. So he breathed into it. His divine breath permeated this common material, just mundane common clay, and transformed it into a living being. So he's squeezing it into shape. 
he's manhandling it. To... <laughs> you know, the pressure that it takes to squeeze this is deceiving. Looks like I'm just doing it. But some of you have tried this before, and you know it's not that easy. <laughs> just recently you tried it, you know. So he's forming and fashioning. And if you are giving yourself into the hands of the potter, then it's going to go really well. If you allow the tools that he uses to cause that to happen, which is water, which I see as the Holy Spirit, the rivers of living water. And then, of course, tools that help to shape it. One main tool is the, the Bible. It's God's word to us. We don't have to guess what he thinks or who he is. So he formed Adam and Eve. And in the beginning, it was a beautiful um, creation of, of purpose masterpiece and God walked with them and it was great but as I said earlier he said don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but they did and the pot was, was marred in the hands of the potter not the potter but the pot So the bad part, or the sad part about it is, is that we inherited that. They made a choice. That seems like a sad thing, but you know what? God, he was not taken by surprise. Because of choice that Adam and Eve made, the pot was marred in the hands of the potter. And so we all became separated from God. But the good news is, he gives us choice, doesn't he? He gives us choice. And so even though we live now in the place of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not the tree of life like Adam and Eve did, we live in the midst of that. It's a little bit more difficult because we have to choose that we want to eat from the tree of, the, of life, and that is Jesus. So we have to make that choice. We have to say, yes, that's what I choose. I want to be pliable in the hands of the potter. So we now have the choice to give our lives into the hand of the potter. We must realize our need for God. The condition of our heart is what makes the process productive. It is our heart. It's our belief system. It's what we really value and what we say. This is what we believe. And our belief system affects our behavior. Our heart is what God can take and mold and make. God is looking for a people that have a heart for him just like that pot or that pot because they were formed in the hands of the potter. And so we have to willingly live according to his purposes and his design. There's a scripture, 2 Chronicles, that says, 16.9, that says, the eyes of the Lord look over the face of the earth, all over the earth, to support those whose heart is for him. He's looking for that. In the midst of this evil society we live, in the midst of what we inherited as, as 
children of Adam and Eve. You know, what choice have you made? What choice have you made? Where's your heart? So I'm going to show you, demonstrate the types of heart that God is looking for or that he cannot use. So one of those is a heart that is actually too hard. That's why it's called throwing, by the way. <laughs> I threw it on there. Because if you don't throw it on there good, it's not going to stick and stay. You ever felt like God just threw you down on the potter's wheel? <laughs> yeah. Squeeze you into shape. <laughs> what, would, what would constitute a hard heart? It is someone that is stubborn, full of themselves. If you've ever done this, tried to center a piece of clay, you understand what I'm going through right now. Because this needs to be centered. And Adam and Eve got us off centered. But God is trying to get us back centered. And this is hard. And so, I'm not messing with this. It's just too hard. Especially when you're, all of you are looking at me. So, what does God do? Now, that doesn't mean all is lost. That just means he's got some conditioning to do before that lump of clay is ready. It's not ready. But, you know, some people, their heart is too soft. You'll understand what I mean in just a minute. What do I mean by too soft? Ooh, weak. You don't have strength of character. Easily led astray. No backbone. You really can't determine what's right and wrong. Concerned about what other people say. You really don't care what God says. Not really. Not by your actions. But you seem to have it all together. But when the potter starts forming you and making you, you just don't have the grit. In Hebrews 5.11, it says, You have become dull of hearing because you haven't had your senses or your life trained, whoa, trained in the word of righteousness. And you're immature and you're still uh, spoon-fed or fed, you know, with a bottle. Now, I'm not talking about babies. I'm talking about people that have been in this game for a long time. They just are not strong. Now, the good news is the grace of God can help us in our weaknesses. But, but this, this, this illustration that I'm showing you is how the grace of God is shown in our lives. What does he do to strengthen us? what he's looking for. Now, that lump of clay can be conditioned as well. It's got to harden up a little bit. It's got to learn some lessons from the potter, and there's a process with that. But he's looking for the clay that is just right. This saying, okay, whatever. I surrender to you. So he surrenders to the hands of the potter. 
and says, not my will, but your will. I take up my cross daily and I follow you, Jesus, whatever. It's not about me, it's about you. One of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding because it is hard to understand God sometimes. But I guess if we could understand God, then he wouldn't be God. He would be humans. He is a mysterious God. He is the revealer of mysteries, and we can know some of those mysteries. It's really awesome. When we walk with him, he's concerned about relationship. You know, when you're learning to make a pot, it's very difficult to center it because you realize that clay has a mind of its own. And God knows that. He's perfectly, he can perfectly whip us into shape. But he really wants us to be in this condition so that we're pliable and actually happy about him working in our lives. So he forms us and he makes us into a beautiful vessel. As I said earlier, the process of this, of being formed, the potter knows exactly what he's going to make before he makes it. And he sees this, the finished product when he begins to make it. Some of you have been marred because of sin. He gives you the choice to say, I want to put my life in the hands of the potter. He can take you and mold you and make you to a beautiful vessel. But you know what? This is not where the process ends. This is just the beginning. And you see, it's a very messy job. <laughs> I think that God has to get his hands dirty with us. But he willingly did that. Jesus did that for us. I want to read this scripture to you. God has a divine plan and purpose for your lives, and it is a process, as you were saying. It's a process. Psalms 139, 14 through 17 says, Your workmanship is marvelous how I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. That's what God is saying about you. If you have chosen to know the King of kings and Lord of lords. This scripture is for the one that says yes to God. It's not for other people. It's for the one that says yes, that enters into a covenant relationship with him. It says every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Now that word laid out is the exact same word in the Hebrew as formed. He formed man from the dust of the earth. And then he laid out every single day. So do you see? 
He squeezes us into shape. He forms. He fashions us. But he also ordains a plan for us. He doesn't want you to just be at this point right here. He wants to move you from that. It's based on a committed relationship. It's not just, okay, God is forming and making me, and I'm just, he's just going to let me go. No, it's relationship. He has a divine plan for us. Now, the second part of this process is to let the pot dry. Now, I love this. I think this is a beautiful pot. I love this, this part right here. I just think it's wonderful. It's extremely fragile. Like if I barely hit it, it'll mar it. It'll mess it up. If you run into it, it might collapse. But I love that. I think it's gorgeous. We, when the Father sees us, he doesn't see us as, he sees us at the finished product, but he loves every step, every single step. And, uh, but the second part is the drying part, which is here. And so this part has to be complete before you can go into the fire. The fire is the next step, by the way. And so the potter is, is always looking at that, feeling it. He puts it up to his face to see, is it dry? Is it at the point where it should be? Even though the hands of the potter are not always on the pot at this point, the pot, I mean, the potter never takes his eye off of it. And I love this, this stage. I just love that. It just feels so earthy and just so beautiful. But I don't want it to stay there. You know, it's the condition of the heart that makes the, the condition of our heart that makes the process productive. Remember I said that? And so even at this point, the potter knows when this pot is ready. If this pot is not ready, this pot's not going in the fire. It's his timing. Listen to this. Y'all have heard this, Ecclesiastes 1. There's an appointed time for, every, um, for everything, and there's a time for every event, purpose under heaven. You know, he goes down and he lists death and life and death and planting and uprooting and tearing down and building up. It's all those things that happen in our lives throughout our time. And at the end, he says in verse 11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. So there's this, this time of waiting, and perhaps you're in that time. Perhaps you're here on the wheel, and it's a wonderful place to be. Even though he's squeezing you into shape, you feel his hands on you all the time. There's an amazing grace during that time. And then he says, okay, it's time for me to cut you off the, that little flat thing's called a bat. Cut you off the bat and put you on the shelf because I want you to dry. I don't want you to stay here. And then he knows when it's time. But you know what? It's so interesting is this pot can stay in this state forever, actually. And he knows the condition of the heart of the pot when it's ready to go to the fire. And I think some people say, okay, this is where I want to stay. I'm comfortable here. And it's apathetic or fear or shame or whatever that Jesus has already taken care of. They say, I'm not ready. I'm not ready because when you think about going to the fire, ooh, that's a pretty overwhelming thought. But if we're cooperating with God's timing and purposes, life will not be meaningless. So we need to cooperate with him and what he's doing in our lives. Perhaps you're here, but he knows when you're ready. And you may be ready. He may see, okay, you're ready. But yet, because of the things that you harbor, the strongholds in your own life, 
you prevent him from taking you and putting you in the fire. So this process here is going to bring beauty. This process brings beauty. And so the potter doesn't see the pot staying there. He wants to take it from that point. So because no vessel is really useful until it has gone through the fire. Because this cannot be really used. It's very fragile. I can crack it. If water gets on it, it causes it to disintegrate. So it has to be handled very, uh, with kid gloves, easily. And so, but let's just say this pot's ready. So we take it out and we put it in the fire. And usually the first firing, there are several firings. The first firing is low, 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. Does that sound low to you? <laughs> it's, you know, fire is like red, orange, and white. And so in the low firing, it's, it probably gets to orange. And what does the fire do? It transforms it. It changes it. It drives out impurities. It makes it very useful. It brings beauty to it. Now, there are some mishaps in the fire, if you've ever done any, any kind of pottery. It's very sad. Very sad. And I've got some mishaps here myself. Can you see? So these things have blown up in the fire. For example, this was a casserole dish. Oh, sad. What causes this? It's impurities that the fire is not driving out. So if you are going through, the implication is, if you're going through the, the trial or fire, you need to let it have its work because it's going to bring beauty to you. The process is good even though it is very hard because if you keep those impurities in your life, then you're going to blow up. So the two things that really cause this are impurities, which I see as sin, and also hot air that gets trapped, which is pride, because pride puts itself in the place of God, and God just can't have that. And you may say, oh my, that is me. I didn't pass the test. You know, I want to show you this one. So this is a lovely casserole dish that I really, really just love. But the bottom got blown out of it. <laughs> Isn't that sad? That is such a cute dish. Look at it. Oh. But I kept it to show you. So it's really sad. Look at that. That was a handle. Oh, it's just so sad. It's sad. Hey. But there's hope, because as a potter, you know that you can take that, you can put it in a grawl grawl binder, ball grinder, grind it up, and it turns into sand, like a sand substance. And you go back through the process. You take that, you put it in a new lump of clay, you start all over again, and usually, that's called grog, by the way, that sand substance, it's called grog. And if, if clay has grog in it, it's really strong. And because it's been fired, it will most likely, likely make it through the fire the second time. So if you've been grog before, made into grog, so you give yourself back into the hands of the potter and say, okay, I'm ready to start all over again. Because I loved my sin. I, I didn't want to give that up because you can hang on to it. Oh, you know, I thought I was so great, but God has to show us differently because it's his masterpiece, not ours.
And so there are subsequent firings after this that make the, the, the pot beautiful. So the ones that have glaze on them like this is a picture. Isn't that gorgeous? Look at that picture. So this has a glaze on it. You know, the thing about a pot is that it, it receives, it contains, and it shares, right? So we see the pot. But if I'm going to pour something for Jennifer here, what is going to refresh her? What is going to feed her soul? What's inside? But isn't it amazing that this is what God wants to make of us? He wants us to make, we want to be a beautiful vessel, a masterpiece, a workmanship. And this is God's intent for you. It started out just like that. It could have, let's see, is there some grog in this? It could have had some grog in it. The thing about a, a vessel that has been through the fire several times, because this one has probably been for the, through the fire two times, the second firing was really high. 26, 2800 degrees Fahrenheit. It's pretty high, isn't it? This one right here, well, you can see up there. This is a little china cup. And as you can see, well, I don't know if you can see, but there's gold on it. This one is a third firing. And to put the gold on there. Now, this is special, isn't it? This is for the royal family. So maybe God has intended for you to be this. Maybe he wants you to be the teacup that is going to serve the royal family. We don't decide what we're going to be. God is the one that decides for us. You know, when you go through two or three firings, it's more durable. It's stronger. And if it's a, if it's a pot that has grog in it, it can be a casserole dish, and you can put it in the 500-degree oven time and time again, and it won't be phased at all. And, you know, it's, it serves people. So we are shaped to serve. We are shaped to reflect the one who made us. We are working alongside God, and he wants to use us so that we can bring the gospel that we can bring light and life to people. And, you know, the New Testament gives us a, uh, even more of a light. It is, it is intimate fellowship with Christ that produces good works. Listen to this verse. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. So he's planned something. And I love this version because it says masterpiece. So it's interesting, the eye of the potter loves every pot, whether it's tiny or whether it's big, whether it's plain looking to people's eye or whether it's detailed. He loves that. It's a masterpiece from every step. So you are a masterpiece that God has created. Now, if you're full of pride and you feel like I'm this great masterpiece, it's probably the masterpiece of your own making. And God is not going to put anything in that. But to be the useful vessel that he wants, and you join with him, and you partnership with him, you've got to go through the fire. And you've got to go through the fire more than once. In this word, for we are God's masterpiece, he, he has created us anew. The word created right there is the word to form, 
to shape, just like in the Old Testament, just like he formed man from the dust of the earth. He laid out every day that was planned for us. Same word. It also has the, uh, the connotation of that he completely transforms us. He's transforming us when he takes us from a lump of clay. Ordinary Monday, most people don't like clay. And he breathed into it, and we became his masterpiece. And he takes us through this process. And, and in this, he says, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. It, is, it coincides with God's creative acts that he did in creation. So we need to understand that our ability comes from God. It's not anything of us. We are beautiful in his sight. We are his masterpiece. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. The surpassing greatness is from God and is the power of God. So we receive God's gift of life. We contain the Holy Spirit that is the light that is in us that is going to feed people really. And then we share the love of God. Now, if we don't share then it's going to stay in the pot, it's going to be rancid, it's not going to be any good. So to be useful, we want to get off the shelf and we want God to use us. So what God asks of us is that we be available, clean, and surrendered. So I want you to think about, where am I in this process? Have you given Jesus your life? Are you still in the state of sin that Adam and Eve left us with? All you have to do is give your life to the hands of the potter. You know, are you in the, are you just starting this journey and you are in the hands of the potter? Oh man, enjoy it. And just know there's some great things coming. The power of God is going to be with you and you let him do his work. Are you on the shelf waiting and drying and, and for the next process? Say, I'm ready, Lord, whenever you're ready for me. Some of you are still on the shelf. You've been there for years. You needed to say, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to use me. It may look good, and it is beautiful to the potter, and he loves that. But his idea is to get to the point of use. You know, have you been through, are you in the fire right now? Did you blow up? <laughs> hey, good news. You can start all over again, and it's going to be good because you know better. You can ask God for wisdom to make it through. Have you been through the fire two or three times and you've been a useful vessel for a long time and you're just absolutely worn out? And you think, nobody's noticing me. Well, don't be weary in well-doing. Because if you faint not, you are going to receive a reward. And just know that you were made for the, the master's use. So think about where you are. Give your life into the hands of the potter. And let him take you through this process. This, is, this song is, is a song by Daniel Bashta. And uh, it, is, it is just talking about the potter's will. And it's a prayer. So I want you to think and let the Holy Spirit speak to you about where you are.
Amen.